is going to get you home with the P-Man. In five, four, three, two, one. Lock it in. Turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. All right, welcome in, everybody. It's nice to have you along. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey, Ben. What's nice. happening? We've got five ho- five shows this week. I love it. I love it. There's not a scrimmage we got to cover or anything. We like. I don't know. One might come out of nowhere. Or we we don't have a. Somebody's not. We're not airing a, a practice, right? We got. No, I think we're all good. All right. I won't know what to do with myself. I don't think we're covering the 28th annual chicken picking or anything like that. Mm. Mmm. But look, my bill collectors won't know what to do because I'm going to be got a full slate of shows this week. No time off. Uh, We welcome you in after uh, a sensational and uh, let's say somewhat physical March Madness uh, opening weekend. And uh, we've got some pirate football to go through today, spring practice. Ben, were you out? I'm assuming you were out there based on the quality of work. I was there. I was there. Yeah. Yeah. See anything any good? Uh, no, I mean, no, not really. I came there a little bit late just in time for the press conference. So. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, no need to. I do know Keaton's having a really good spring practice so far, from what I hear, okay. so, which is expected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, tough weekend for Pirate Baseball. We've got uh, a segment known as Inside the ECU Clubhouse with Coach Cliff Godwin. The full podcast is available for download now at 943thegame.com. Usually hits uh, most Mondays around mid-morning. Uh, midday for me because I'm an early riser and I get to work early and I'm getting a lot done before some of you all even had your coffee. But that's all right. I don't judge. I'm not here to judge. And then we've got uh, we got baseball. Six out of eight days, Pirates have uh, a game. Uh, we'll have uh, coverage of the roadie tomorrow to wrap up the five-game swing as ECU takes on uh, UNC Wonderful. UNC by the sea. That's a big game for them. Always a big game for them. Well, here's the issue as I see it tomorrow, Ben. You better be ready to go tomorrow. Because yeah. if you are not ready to go tomorrow, uh, what we saw Sunday in Charleston, Chucktown, as some say, could be happening tomorrow. And uh, I, I think the frustrating thing is there's more talent on this team 
Look, you're going to have days where you lose 10 to 3. You're going to have days where you hit the ball and you hit it right to somebody every time. Those things happen. Even in the uh, college baseball season, which is 50, 60 some odd games long, you're going to have that, right? We see it all the time in the major leagues. You just have a game like that. Uh, You probably have a handful of games like that a year in the majors where you just, you don't, it's not your day. Then you have games where everything goes right. So we'll talk to Cliff Godwin coming up in a little bit. That'll be interesting. Uh, my uh, sources, hashtag sources, tell me that uh, we'll be uh, soon anticipating the arrival of uh, Coach Schwartz to town as he'll be uh, making his way from Knoxville after Tennessee's run into this weekend. Uh, ben, you watched a lot of the uh, the NCAA tournament, the March Madness, I'm assuming? I sure did. I did it for my, our guys, uh, the ref, and uh, CJ the part. Mm-hmm. Oh, I bet that was fun. Whole lot of fun. I bet, I bet that was fun with CJ the pirate. Uh, were he and uh, the ref any doing any friendly wagers between them? Maybe. No, no. CJ was just really into his whole bracket, and uh, things were falling mm. apart, and he was getting really upset. I could see all that. Listen, uh, you know, we all fill out the. You know, last week just seemed to go by as a blur. We had a lot to do last week, even though we we. We're on the air for only, what, three days last week? Is that right? Yeah, but there was a ton to cover. God, we just had a lot going on. You know, there's Monday, and you're kind of wrapping up everything. And then, you know, the brackets were reacting. And then, you know, Tuesday, we had baseball preempt us. And then, you know, Wednesday, we had the coach coverage, right, with uh, Coach Schwartz's announcement, right? Yeah. And then Thursday was kind of the fallout from that. But this tournament had already started. So next year, I'm putting you in charge of. You've got to organize the bracket. Okay. You got to do the, that, You yeah. got to do the company thing, but not only for the station, but for the company. I'm putting you in charge. All of right. That. All right. And and we need to come up with fabulous prizes. But what I'm saying is, my wife. And now, Ben, you you uh, know of my wife. I don't think you two have ever met, have you? I don't think we've ever met, but I do yeah. know of her. Right. And you know that she's not a fan of. The sports. She's not a fan of the sporting games. Not no, a fan. no, no, no. Based on some tweets I've seen. Um, right. She's I mean, just this there was, for the uh, ride. So we're, I, you know, yesterday, I, I worked on Friday and Saturday. And again, I'm not a hero, people. I'm just, I'm here to earn a living. That's all. So I, you know, had my assi- my TV assignments and I went and I did them. And, you know, you do those around. You, you don't get to really watch as much basketball as you'd have liked, especially Friday. And you don't get to watch as much basketball till Saturday night. Uh, that Gonzaga-Memphis game, that was some big boy ball, wasn't it? Love Ooh. that game. Oh, uh, that was good. And look, I'll give the Zags credit. They got knocked back, but they came back. All number one seeds got knocked back, and they all came back. Baylor just couldn't finish the deal. More on that in a minute. Uh, and and even the, I mean, all the top seeds. Kentucky got knocked back, never came back. Duke got knocked back, came back. Gonzaga knocked back, came back. You know what I'm saying? Got punched in the yeah. face. The old Mike Tyson. Everybody's got a plan till you punch him in the face. Well, a lot of the top seeds got punched in the face. Some some survived, some did not. Um, Zags got punched in the face by Memphis. I outplayed him in the first half. And then Drew Timmy, who seems to put up big numbers against meh competition normally, doesn't really show for the big game. You, you pick it up what I'm putting down, Ben? Yeah, yeah. I'm not the biggest Drew Timmy guy. I like his look, he, but... 
he had a he had about a ten minute stretch that's probably as fine as anybody's had in college basketball this year. Yeah. He was he was the man. Too bad we won't see that in the NBA. Well, you might, but that's what I'm <laughs> Maybe saying. Maybe in the G League. I mean, he he's not a guy that you think. Oh, he's he put up a huge he put up a big number against some some really good players. Oh yeah. Uh, Houston gets through, of course, and again, uh, look, it's a it's a mantra that I think a lot of you need to understand when it comes to these things. What's good for ECU is now good for Houston. Or what's good for Houston is now good for ECU. That's probably more the way to put it. Because Houston keeps winning. Houston keeps getting that unit money. That money goes to the conference. That ends up in ECU's pockets. I was hoping Memphis would win. I mean, that would make that ECU win a whole lot bigger. Well, that, but it also would have been good to have uh, some more monies. Absolutely, yeah. As Danhausen says, more monies. And I would have liked to have had Google him, Ben. I would have I liked to, to have say, had. I'm not familiar. Oh, great stuff! I would have liked to have had more monies. If I'm if I'm an ECU fan, I mean that's why you root for Cincinnati outside of playing East Carolina. You root for Cincinnati to go to the the playoff. Monies for the conference. Monies for ECU. Who is this? Stan right. Lackey or something? Who is this guy? No, no, he's he's a, he's a, he's a viral sensation. He's a viral sensation. We'll talk about it off here. All right. All right. right. I don't want to waste valuable broadcast time here. We got a lot to, to get into here. So, right when the games t- so Sunday, I, I'm Ben. I'm I'm spending my time Sunday. I'm honey doing it. Big league honey doing it. Okay. Sp- spending Monday, spending spending money monies. Big league honey doing it on Sunday because you know I, I was working. I was gone. I was away. Big league honey doing it. Um. So then I went to kind of – I got to see the second half of the Houston game. Actually, I saw the first half. The second – because I, I made sure I got up early and got everything done. Do you follow me, Ben, on that on Sunday? Yeah, so you don't have got any up early. to worry about. You right, watch the games. Right, right. Don't let things linger. Don't put it off all day. So I, 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 did, I, I have to admit I got a nap during part of the second half of the Houston game. It was nap time. Because I, I really wanted to see like the Notre Dame game, and I was going to try to make it for as much as the Arizona game, which is probably the game of the tournament. I got you. Didn't make it all the way through, but I, you know, I also really wanted to watch Duke play Michigan State. I thought it'd be a compelling game; it'd be interesting, and I wanted to see. You know, it's Coach K's last uh, go around. I don't know if you heard that, Ben. Coach K's retiring after this season. Oh, really? I mean, that's news to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a it, shame, it's happening. You know? So I thought, well, I'll watch this because I want to see. You know what this what this situation's like, and they they're about to tip off, and I'm there. I'm, I'm, I've got my, you know my uh, my my bubbly water, my flavored water. I got it right. Uh, I'm sitting there. I'm ready to go. I'm excited about this. My wife says to me as the referee approaches the jump ball, or the circle with the with the ball for the jump ball. My I almost sound like my wife describing this in some ways. My wife says to me, "It's going to be tails." I had no idea what she was speaking about. I couldn't. I, I, <laughs> She's saying there's a you, coin flip for the tip off. She thought there was a coin flip for basketball. It's going to be tails, is what she told me. What do you? <laughs> 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 <sighs> I mean, it, I had not the worst. I had to put that one out there on the social media. I don't think a lot of people got it because it took me a minute to get. I, 
the hell is she talking about? Not, three tails. Not the worst assumption in the world, but still, come on. Not the, not the, <laughs> yeah, maybe not the worst assumption in the world, but a pretty bad one. But a pretty bad one. <laughs> so what's going she think? to be they tails? Just, they're standing. She thought in they the did circle. a coin flip. They're standing in the yeah, circle, that, I, and the ref's just going to hand one person the she, ball. No, she thought just... the referee went there and then flipped a coin, and that's who got the ball first. That's what she thought. Oh, okay, all right. I mean, yeah. I guess that kind of makes sense. But... Well, she said they do it for football. I said, no, this is not football. <laughs> this is not football. She's still uh, she's still thinking about the Super Bowl. She's still in the Super Bowl is. mood. All right, so guess then what happens. So a few weeks ago, she asked me to – well, every year, she her office has a, a pool, and this is for entertainment purposes only. Okay, okay. And she always gets me to pick, but if I'm going to do the picking, I'm going to be entered myself. I want to. I want a little bit of shine on me, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I've, 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 right. I fill out her bracket and I fill out my bracket. And I, you know, I don't make them the same because some games you have, like I'm in the Bill Brill Memorial thing, which has got a bunch of media nerds in it, and that, and and Bill Brill, the legendary writer, and it's an honor to be in the thing. So we do a little thing among us, uh, uh, media people, and there's all kinds of people in it, and people I don't even know. And I'm sixth in one of the, in that one, and that's the one I kind of pick with my heart. Wow. Know, who I'd like to see win, the one that I did all the research on, I picked with my brain. Didn't go. So I'm well. like, oh, it's it's way it's it's way bad, way bad. So as 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 Coach K, who is retiring this year, Ben, I don't know if you're aware of that. Uh, oh wait, he Coach is. K, wait, that's news. Yeah, he is. After the season, he's calling it quits. As Coach K says, lead with the heart. And that's what you should do, kids. If there's no, if there's not anything you're going to learn from today. Always go with your heart. Every man. Let's think of a different My, cheer. Yeah. Let's think of a different cheer. All right. So, but but my wife, I she kept lipping off, Ben. You know what I'm saying? She got a little chatty with the uh, with with the brackets there because I wasn't doing so well in her. <laughs> you know, I I was having some issues in, in some years. I just well, didn't do real well. Was it a deal so where she, got, she uh, overruled you if there was a mascot she no, liked a little bit no, more? Mm, she, no, 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 no. She laid all of this at my feet. Now, I'm a busy man, Ben, and sometimes I might not have devoted a lot of care and attention to her bracket as I might have mine. I'll admit this. So, this is tired, of hear- tired of hearing her nag on and on and on, this is what I said after last year's March Madness. I said, I'll tell, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, wise crack. You fill out your own bracket. And I'll fill out my own bracket for your own. Because this is what she said. She said, it's embarrassing that the sports guy, my husband, the sports guy, is always coming in last in this, in the office pool. Now, these are like, like I mean, it's people in an office. We, I was very defensive. Yes, coach, I was. I was very defensive. And so I said, you fill out your own bracket, I'll fill out mine. You know what I'm saying? And so here's what happened, Ben. She's second, and I'm last. You know how she picked the teams? <laughs> you know them? how she picked the teams? Is it mascot? I mean, you say mascot. Colors. No, it didn't even go that deep. That would have required some re- She said, I like this name better than that name. <laughs> and there you go. <laughs> Wait, so what's the best name in her opinion? I have no idea because I didn't look at her bracket because we were going to compare it after the tournament. But she keeps updating me every time there's a final that she's in second and was in first most of the weekend, and I'm in stinking last. I could see her like in St. Peter's. I think Gonzaga's a fun name. Maybe she pick Gonzaga yeah. to win it all. Yeah, she likes Notre Dame. She likes that name. That's a good name. <laughs> Notre Dame. That's a good name. 
<sighs> we'll get a break. Uh, come back. I, well, I mean, I just, I need to let her pick my brackets. I'd be second in the brill. I'd be, I'd be great. I mean, that's usually the way it goes. I mean, usually the females do a whole lot better in these things than the males do. The guys that watch Well, the sports. women are smarter, Ben. I mean, I, that's the other thing I've learned. These women are just smarter. They have no attachment right. to it either. Well, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. All right, we'll return. And when we come back, uh, we're going to have some just a few wrap-up thoughts on March Madness. Do the Pirate Report, Cliff Godwin, later in the show. So we got a lot to get to. Stay tuned. Site 943thegame.com to listen to the Patrick Johnson show weekdays at 5. It might be crap, but we love it. Or tell your smart speaker to stream 943 the game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Need to insure a boat in Edenton? A business in Elizabeth City? A car in Greenville? How about a farm truck in Columbia or a home on the Outer Banks? Weatherly Insurance Agency, an independent insurance agency with five locations in eastern North Carolina, is here to help. Weatherly Insurance Agency has agents you can get to know because they're your neighbors and live in your town. Call today 888-OBX-2-IBX or on the web at weatherlyinsurance.com. From the Outer Banks to the Inner Banks, Weatherly Insurance has you covered. Other restaurants claim their food is fresh and fast, but are they friendly? At Moore's, you're treated like family the minute you walk into their doors. With locations in Winterville, New Bern, Swansboro, Moorhead City, and Jacksonville, we've been practicing what we preach since 1945. At Moore's, our barbecue is slow-cooked and smoked over real wood daily until it's so tender it's falling off the bone. Combined with our fresh chicken, cooked-to-order seafood, and homemade fixins, we're sure you'll agree. If it's not Moore's, it's less. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang, burgers and Pepsi go together like... Well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola. A journey to Foodopia. Burgers. Better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Is that the sound of an ooey-gooey, cheesy, crunchy slice of P-I-Z-Z-A? <laughs> Obviously. But as good as that sounds, we think it can get even better. Oh, yeah, that's the sound of a freshly opened, fizz-filled Pepsi. The only thing that can take this flavor medley of crunchy dough, mouth-watering cheese, and savory sauce to the next level. How about another bite? Pepsi and pizza sound like a match made in heaven and taste even better. Pizza, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. An important message from Byram Healthcare. If you live with diabetes, you know how challenging and painful it can be to manage your blood sugar. With private insurance, Medicare, or Medicaid, that can all change. If you test your blood sugar four or more times a day and inject insulin three or more times a day, you may qualify to receive at little or no cost, less copays and deductibles, a continuous glucose monitor, providing blood sugar readings with no uncomfortable finger sticks. It alerts you in real time to potential spikes with your blood sugar levels. Byram Healthcare is a leading U.S. provider of continuous glucose monitors. We carry most major brands and will work with your insurance to get your benefits approved. So if you have diabetes, call a U.S.-based Byram Healthcare specialist now and see if you qualify. 800-914-2037. 
That's 800-914-2037. Greenville's top sports show is back. Well, isn't that special? The Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. So, I didn't see the Duke, or excuse me, the UNC... Baylor game. I was working. And, uh, but by golly, people were sure texting me like I cared. <laughs> and, um, now have the heels gotten beat? You can text me all you want. I'm maybe one of the only media. Be- well, I, so I didn't see it, so I can't say. But here's the one thing I gleaned from the whole weekend. And this is what I gleaned from a season of doing college basketball, the ECU games and other games. This is what I've gleaned. The referee, it, it's, it's as physical a game now as it's ever been. And it's just gotten, I won't, I don't say worse, I'm just going to say more physical in the tournament. Yeah. And the referees, by and large, are not calling. The, the most egregious call to me the weekend was when the guy from Illinois dunked the ball and they gave him a technical. That, that was, was awful. horrible. Awful. That became a ref show moment. And look, I'm not a fan. The Big Ten stinks. I mean, it's unwatchable to me in, in all of its sports. It's, I agree. In it, all of them. It's just... It's so overrated. And, I mean, like, the coach from Illinois, and I got family in Illinois. The coach in Illinois, so I always kind of have a little soft spot in the same area. Yeah, I got, yeah, Southern Illinois and, yeah, over towards Belleville. So I've got, like, a soft spot in Illinois and somewhat St. Louis in my heart because I I have relatives out there. And uh, I'll tell you this. Look. If I'm if if ever you get a die job, get the K die job, because that's high dollar. That's a high dollar die job that Coach K had. It doesn't look bad at all. I mean, it kind of it fits him well. It looks good. It, no, no, it's really really high. It doesn't look blue or purple. It looks really. It's high dollar. I never think about it being like his hair being dyed. Now that you just no, it that's up, how I good mean, of yeah. that's how good of a die job it is. Never even thought it, about it. You never think of that's how good of a die job it is, Ben. That's how high dollar it is. Don't be like the Illinois coach. That that's like straight out of a box die job. Did you see that? No, but Not I'm a, looking it up right now. Yeah, I'm curious that's, now. That's a that's a that's a I hear you pecking away there. Um it's Ooh. a that's a bad die job. Yeah. Ooh. Am I right about yeah, that? Yeah, that's not good. And his hair's kind of thinning too. This is this yeah, is not good. That's an out of the box die job. Don't do the out of the box die job. All right. So you watched the UNC game. I did. I did. Was the officiating that bad? Because here's the only thing. I, I saw a few highlights. Manic needs if, – if Suggs had to sit out a game, Manic should have to sit out a game. Because what he did in throwing the elbow was much more egregious and intentional than Suggs' reaction to the Tulsa guy. Did you see that? You know what I'm speaking of? Well, I thought Suggs just straight up slapped the Tulsa guy. Like I, it, well, it he looked, did, it but it was, like it was kind of reactionary. Me, but. Manic, okay, that's fine. Yeah. We're, we're not all here to agree with the host, but no, yeah, uh, yeah, it's my opinion. Manic, Manic threw the elbow, and it was intentional. He should have to sit out the next game. He won't, but he should have to. All right, again, I, that's the only thing I really saw from the game. Yeah, was that, it as badly? Was it as poorly officiated? Because look, a UNC fan that's complaining about officiating should be kicked in the shin because they've got. <laughs> 
for a UNC fan to complain about officiating is for me to complain about how I can't drop pounds because I like Pop-Tarts. And we have more on that in a minute, too. <laughs> so do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, every, like, every blue blood is going to get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to officiating in a tournament. It's just the way it is. All right, that's fine. But for the UNC fans to complain about, was the officiating that bad in the UNC Baylor game? Or, Ben, or Ben did the officials do what they have done? And that's let them beat the hell out of each other, both of them. Which one is it? If you uh, tell me the officiating was that bad, I'll, I'll I'm going on your word on that. No, it was it was pretty bad. There was a moment where they were fighting for the ball, oh. and a guy on, for ben. Baylor was out of bounds grabbing the ball, and they didn't call anything. Uh, there's a combined 58 fouls that were called in this game. Uh, it, it was just straight up bad. There were some times where Baylor got some turnovers their way, where I th- could have thought, or I personally thought, it should have been a foul on Baylor. And uh, they just kind of let it go, and then UNC would kind of do a similar thing, and then there seemed to be some kind of different standard. And uh, I don't know, just objectively, I thought it was a pretty poorly officiated game. And uh, all the way around, or were the calls specifically against UNC? Oh, towards the end against UNC, yeah. But ah, I will say this right. about UNC: they can, the fans can cry all they want, but I mean, they went to the charity strike. Their best player, Amande Baycott, in my personal opinion, a guy. Tar Heel fans are saying should have won ACC Player of the Year with 24 seconds left. He's at the charity stripe. I think up four, UNC was at that point. He missed two free throws. So you can complain all you want about the refs trying to throw that game, but you had a chance to win there. And obviously they did win, but when the moment mattered the most, they kind of blew it there of Baycott. So Tar Heels can win all all they want. Duke. Tough game with Michigan State, who gave them their best shot. This is Coach K afterwards. That was reminiscent of Elite Eight Final Four games. I mean, both teams were lights out. I mean, with the effort today. Uh, uh, we're so very proud of winning this game because we beat a heck of a team. Speaking of the Tar Heels, Hubert Davis said he knew Baylor was going to make a run. They're the defending national champions, and they did not want to go home. And uh, they stepped up their effort, and but we stepped up our effort as well. And we were able to make the plays that we needed to make. We have an intern or had an intern here. We got to do intern interviews next week. You, did you see that? Oh, I did see that. We got a big oh, list. It just never ends. All right, so this is the – we had our interns are great. We've had really great interns. A lot of them have ended up working here. And have gone on to be successful. Ben is one of the success stories. Really, if you intern here, you got a chance to make it in the business. You're not going to just stay there for years on end and get coupons. You're going to actually get somewhere in the biz. So, intern here. I, I would highly recommend it. One of our interns, Ryan, knew nothing about sports. He would have said, I bet it's tails. In fact, he wouldn't even have known that. That's how little he knows about sports. So Ben tells me in the break, he and Ryan were debating hot Pop-Tarts or cold Pop-Tarts. So we put the poll up on 94.3 The Game. It'll run till tomorrow. Are you are you team hot Pop-Tarts? Do you toast your Pop-Tarts or do you not? Go right now at 943 The Game on Twitter and vote. 80% saying they will hot and not. See, for me, it just depends. I'm a hedger on this, Ben. It just depends. See, it depends. I, I dabble in both, but I, I never even think about dabble. this until this question was was asked uh, to me. But uh, mm-hmm. every time mm-hmm. I toast a pop tart, I always come away very disappointed. It's never as it good as I think what it's it going to be. No, you know, I don't like no, it's strawberries. N- it's never great. The actual, the actual strawberry, I don't like. I don't like the texture. 
I won't okay, eat it. I can agree with that. Yeah, I can see that. But I like the flavor of strawberry sometimes. And so my wife will occasionally get these non-frosted strawberry Pop-Tarts. And I'll, they're better hot, in my opinion. Wait, okay. I'm so too hot. I was about to ask that. What Pop-Tart is better hot? And I think you're you're crazy. I don't think there's a single Pop-Tart that's better hot than gold. I, I, I think the ones that don't have a frosting on them are usually better hot. Okay, it's I have more no of a idea. Because I've more never of a had the non-frosted ones. Yeah, that's some fancy high-level stuff. But when you have your own show, you'll be able to afford all those fancy. Okay, all right. <laughs> so I'm, but I'm going team not on the poll. I'm vo- I, so there we go. I voted. Told you who I voted. Yeah, I'm going not. So, yeah, go to ninety-four-three the game on Twitter. Vote in our poll. You got twenty-four hours to do so. Pop tarts, hot or not? Which do you prefer? All right, we have wasted uh, adequate time here on the show, which I like uh, on this Monday. Uh, we're gonna have a pirate report. We're gonna hear from Coach Godwin. We'll go inside the ECU clubhouse. This was a hot episode. The, the kids still say spitting fire, Ben, and, and dropping some truth bombs? Are, are those still? I don't know some, if dropping some, some truth bombs was ever a thing, but spitting fire, yeah, I mean, some okay. people still say that. Coach, this was a saucy uh, uh, podcast today with Coach Godwin, with Coach G. He was fired up. This was a good one. And I I, I, I would, look, I'll go. I'll ask you to go do it anyway, watch it anyway, but go watch this. Go Go check this one out. Go listen to this one. This is a big league podcast at 943thegame.com. It's for the Gavigan Agency and HealthWise Pharmacy. It's inside the ECU Clubhouse with Coach Godwin. We're going to give you a taste of it on the other side. But right now, Ben Byram with a 94.3 The Game sports update, including including some moves being made by a Panther division rival. Ben Byram with the update right now. Thanks, Patrick. We start from looking at a busy weekend from ECU Athletics. Pirate baseball had a rough weekend as they dropped two out of three on the road to the College of Charleston to officially sit at 510-10 and and overall on the season so far. Head coach Cliff Godwin obviously not too pleased. He had this to say about his squad following their 10-3 loss to the Cougars yesterday in Game 3. Well, it is young, but it, the time's now. I can tell you that. Or we're going to be just trying to play for a conference tournament and get in there and try to win the thing. So um, there needs to be some soul-searching by a lot of individuals on this team, I can tell you that. The Pirates are back in action tomorrow in Wilmington as they battle UNCW pregame and play-by-play coverage begins right here at 545 on the flagship station, the ECU Pirates, 94-3, the game. Meanwhile, Pitt Community College baseball coach Tommy Eason won his 500 career game this weekend. The Bulldogs completed a sweep of Bryant and Stratton College out of Virginia on Sunday with PCC winning five out of three, or winning five to three, Eason's 500 victory game on Saturday, Easton took the helm of Pitt's baseball program in the summer of 2005. In 15 seasons as the Bulldogs head coach, he has tallied five conference tournament titles, has reached the NJCAA World Series twice. Easton is in the ECU Athletics Hall of Fame for his prowess on the diamond for the Pirates and has also served as the program's pitching coach. Meanwhile, ECU softball also took the trip down to Charleston along with the baseball team to compete in a three-game series with the Cougars, and the Lady Pirates swept the series and improved to 16-11 on the season. ECU Lacrosse made the trip to Baltimore to take on John Hopkins and dropped a 14-7 decision to the Blue Jays to fall to 5-5 on the season. And ECU head football coach Mike Houston spoke to the media after wrapping up the team's first week of spring practice Saturday. Coach had high praise for junior offensive lineman Noah Henderson, believing he's an all-conference player. 
why I think there's I think there's two kinds of uh, growth. I think there's growth off the field, which I'm so proud of. I mean, the way he's matured into the person he is now and the leader he is now has been very, very impressive. And, uh, it's uh, it's one of those things. It's a, you know one of those feel good stories for a coach uh, on the field. I mean, he's playing as well as I've ever seen him play right now. Uh, I think he looks like an all-conference player, uh, and he looks like a guy that you can really build a solid offensive line around. From the NFL, former MVP Matt Ryan has been traded from the Falcons to the Colts for a third-round pick in this year's draft. The Falcons then promptly signed former 2015 second overall pick Marcus Mariota to a two-year deal. And the Saints have re-signed the first overall pick from that draft, Jameis Winston, to a two-year deal worth $28 million. That's going to do it for your 94 through the game sports update. I'm Ben Meyer. More from the P-Man after this quick timeout. We'd appreciate it if anyone hearing this broadcast would communicate with us. More of the Patrick Johnson Show is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. We are very anxious to know how far the broadcast is reaching. 94.3 The Game. And 94.3thegame.com. Country Mart stores of Pitt County are locally owned and part of your community. At Country Mart, they offer that great Shell gasoline with Shell rewards that save you money at the pump. And these days, that's really important. And don't forget Smitty's Restaurant at the Highway 11 store with great lunch specials daily and Pat's desserts that will be the best you've ever had. The Stokes location also offers hot food. Country Mart with two locations, Highway 11 between Greenville and Bethel and Highway 903 in Stokes. Texas Roadhouse in Greenville is happy to support the community. At Texas Roadhouse, they not only want to be your favorite restaurant, they also want you to know they love this community and love supporting it. From providing food for charity golf tournaments to their school support programs, Texas Roadhouse is there when the Greenville community needs them. Also, it doesn't hurt that their food is awesome. Steaks, ribs, chicken, you name it, it's legendary. Texas Roadhouse, Southwest Greenville Boulevard, Greenville. Bill Clark Homes is proud to support East Carolina Athletics. The Clark family continues to make significant contributions to help ECU succeed on the field. And Bill Clark Homes is building quality homes in Pitt County with prices ranging from the 200s on up to 500,000. They're excited to announce the opening of their 4,000 square foot design center this spring. The new Bill Clark Homes Design Center is located on the corner of Red Banks Road and Greenville Boulevard. Bill Clark Homes, building family traditions. At U.S. Cellular, we know you have a choice of wireless carriers. And while the other guys may limit your choice of free phones, at U.S. Cellular, you can choose any phone from any brand for free. Plus, get unlimited data for just $30 a month with four lines. U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Terms apply. See uscellular.com for details. Now that life is returning to normal, we've found a lot of good things that came from the pandemic. One of them is not having to go to the wireless store anymore. The Cellular Warehouse team has been in the business of delivering phones to your home and office for 20 years. People found out about our free delivery service and they love the ease of getting a new phone, tablet, or hotspot. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 so you can start experiencing the joy of never going to a wireless store again. 252-799-7051. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. Cellular authorized agent. 
More than 1 million North Carolina adults never completed college. At UNC Greensboro, we believe excellence in education changes lives. That's why we provide paths to prosperity for more first-generation and lower-income students than any other public university in the state. We build the nurses and healthcare professionals, teachers and social workers, business owners and artists that make North Carolina better for all. Find your prosperity here. Visit prosperity.uncg.edu. Sponsored by UNC Greensboro and the North Carolina Association of Broadcasters in cooperation with the station. Play ball! It's time to head inside the ECU clubhouse with Pirate Baseball Coach Cliff Godwin. On your home for East Carolina Baseball. 94-3 the game. Going back, looking up, see you later! Patrick Johnson's visit with Coach Godwin is covered by The Gavigan Agency, covering Pirate Nation's personal and commercial insurance needs with offices in Greenville and New Bern. And by HealthWise Pharmacy in Greenville, locally owned and operated by pharmacist Marcy Parker. HealthWise Pharmacy puts you and your health first. Here's Patrick Johnson with Coach Cliff Godwin. Pirate baseball about to enter quite a stretch, six games in eight days. They're coming off a... uh, Series defeat at the hands of College of Charleston. Kind of a hot team from over the weekend. We've got uh, Coach Godwin uh, on the horn here with uh, our weekly visit uh, with him. Coach, uh, appreciate the time as always. Let's start back. uh, Just kind of a recap of the Old Dominion game, which uh, was an extra innings uh, setback uh, before we jump into uh, the the Charleston series from the weekend. Just your thoughts after uh, the uh, setback at Old Dominion. Well, I I thought we played really well at Old Dominion. Old Dominion might be the best team that we've played this year, um, and we've played some really good opponents. They are definitely the best offensive team that we've played. Um, They hit five home runs against us, and four of them were no doubters. Uh, They're older. You know, they were – a lot of those guys are back. I think all their position players are back from that team that hosted the regional in Columbia last year at South Carolina because they were the number one seed. Um, but we just didn't have enough in the bullpen because we had to get to the bullpen so early on Sunday, uh, and it was a doubleheader against St. Mary's. So but I thought our guys really, really competed and did a really good job. And it was one of our better games all around. We just were a little bit fit in the bullpen to finish the game and you know make you uh, – through at the end and I was not going to run him back out there just because he threw so much on Sunday and just not fair for his future and his health so um but yeah I thought we played well um at Old Dominion and and when you look at our schedule and it I don't know we definitely didn't design it and we didn't know you don't never know what your team's going to look like because you do scheduling two three four years in advance but when we play UNCW tomorrow, we'll have played more games on the road than we have at home. And this team, for whatever reason, we're just not mature enough to handle a difficult schedule at this time, and, and we'll get better. And um, But we've definitely had a challenging schedule um, up until this point. Yeah, as you talked about, a lot of these uh, dates are, are set ahead of time. Uh, there's also the, uh, uh, the the desire, I guess, to uh, to try to play some more regional games for budgetary reasons from the athletic department as a whole. Uh, so that factors into it. I mean, we've talked about it many times before. Uh, you, you could not leave a three-state region uh, in non-conference, and you'd have, and you do in this case, one of the most challenging schedules in all of America. I mean, the, the baseball concentrated in the Carolinas of Virginia alone is, is just high quality. And obviously, I think a lot of people who follow the sport realize that, but... Uh, 
Well, that's one of the things. Yeah, and just on that point, uh, number one, I want to make sure that I don't need anybody, not one person, to feel sorry for me or our program, and I can't stand the woe is me. Yeah, we've had some adversity, but don't don't say that to me. (laughs) You know, we're going to get better, and yeah, it's a tough schedule. It's not budgetary constraints. We put this schedule together to be a really good schedule, Um, and like I said, our team's just not developed the way we wanted it to to be able to handle and navigate through this at this point mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we're 20 games in as i told our team after yesterday's uh loss and we're 10 and 10 it is what it is there's no going back on that but we can get better and it's not going to get any easier i can tell you that so we just got to continue to get better and we will get better and coach you you have essentially uh less than two-thirds of the regular season schedule still ahead of you, plus all of conference. So, I mean, there's still a lot of opportunities, and uh, uh, there, there's a lot of baseball to be played. The, the things that you say – well, I'll just ask you this. When, when it comes to winning on the road, it's so challenging. Just winning games is so challenging. But what are some things that maybe some you know past additions of, of your roster have done as far as winning on the road? In other words, what, what are the things that you, you, you have to do to win games on the road in your estimation? Well, you you've got to <laughs> you got to play well in all three phases. You got to over, overcome calls that don't go your way. You know, just things that you know you might get a break at home here and there. Um, although, uh, you know, we we've had our share of non breaks at home as well. But uh, um, no, you you got to make your own breaks on the road. And um, it wasn't like a hostile environment by any means at the college. They, they had good crowds, but. You got to go play. You got to go win the game. Nobody's going to give you the game on the road. And um, other than that, it's it's pretty simple, in my opinion. And you, you need to pitch well, give us a chance to win. You play good defense, which we played pretty good defense all weekend. And then you've got to go up there and execute an offensive approach. And um, the biggest thing with this team, and it's my and look, it's uh, falls under my fault. So, but we just cannot show up every day mentally. And, We'll find the right guys that want to show up every day um, mentally. And, um, you know, I, I attribute a lot to this NIL stuff, um, the selfishness that the world pr- promotes. I attribute it to them being locked in their houses for two years with COVID. The mental health stuff that coaches are dealing with today are so much different than we were dealing with three years ago. And it, it's the world we're in. And it's definitely not something that I thought I'd probably have to deal with in my coaching career, but I am now, and we'll navigate through it, and we'll continue to get better. Pirate head baseball coach Cliff Godwin is is with us here. Uh, In the game Sunday, it seemed like that was one of those days guys maybe uh, were putting the bat on the ball but hitting it right to people. Was was that not a great offensive performance, but there was a little bit of that in play from what I could glean listening on Sunday. Is that accurate? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Bryson let off the game with he hit a laser. Yeah. I mean, and if it's not directly at the left fielder, uh, for sure. And then, and then Hoover got all right after him. Um, but no, we, we were not ready to play. I told him before the game, they didn't, I can look in their eyes and tell them, I told them that, that they weren't ready to play. And, um, you know, they think coach Godden was the old guy that doesn't know what he, but coaches watch body language all the time. Like it's, it's amazing to me that kids don't or young men don't realize, or young females don't realize, we know exactly where their minds are every single uh, – I invest too much time, our coaching staff invest too much time to not know that. 
Um, we weren't ready to play collectively. Of course, there's individuals that were ready, but collectively as a unit, we weren't ready to play. And um, after the third inning, when we go to that sixth spot, you know, guys got agitated and we played really well from the fourth inning on, but it's too late. Mm-hmm. And we actually talked about that after the second game on um, Saturday and said, look, you can't wait for somebody to knock you on the mat, so to speak. You have to throw the first punch and continually throw punches if you want to be consistent. And, you know, they threw a haymaker in the third inning and put up a six spot, and we just could not overcome. But we did hit some balls hard, but it was too late. If you want to hear uh, some really good, uh, honest assessment of where this program is now from Coach Godwin, you can hear the rest of the podcast. Go to 943thegame.com. It's right there when you click uh, and sign on. It is uh, inside the ECU Clubhouse with Coach Cliff Godwin. It is uh, brought to you by the Gavigate Agency and HealthWise Pharmacy. We'll break. We'll come back, and we will uh, wrap up the show, get to a little bit of uh, the football cuts for the weekend with the Pirate Report. And you thought things were bad under Urban Meyer. How bad? Oh, they were bad. We'll tell you how bad after this. North Carolina's home for the Adam Gold Show. Come on in. Weekdays at noon, right here on Eastern Carolina's home for sports. I love sports. And the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Warren's Hot Dog Pizza, homemade lemonade. Hey, Pirate Nation, Warren's now has two locations. In Greenville, across from Ron Ayers Motorsports, and the new Chocowinity location next to the fire department. Stop in today for hot dogs, pizza, subs, apple and peach turnovers, homemade lemonade, and breakfast in Chocowinity featuring homemade cheese, ham and chicken biscuits, plus sausage dogs, and more. Warren's Hot Dogs. Want some? Get some. Go Pirates! Dogwood State Bank is changing the landscape of community banking. That term community banking is not just a catchy slogan for Dogwood State Bank. They're really defining what it means to bank local. Big banks may want big business, but Dogwood State Bank wants your business, no matter what size. At Dogwood State Bank, your business is big business. Come to Dogwood State Bank and you'll see the difference. Dogwood State Bank with offices in Greenville, Moorhead City, Wilmington, Raleigh, Sanford, and Charlotte. I'm on site at the Gavigan Agency with commercial insurance specialist Nathan Brannon. Nathan, tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do at the Gavigan Agency. Great to talk with you, Hank. As you mentioned, I'm a commercial insurance agent for the Gavigan Agency and specialize in offering general liability, commercial property, business auto, and workers' compensation insurance to independent contractors, small business owners, and larger commercial customers throughout Eastern North Carolina. Nathan, it sounds like the Gavigan Agency can provide just about any coverage a business owner may need. That's right, Hank. The Gavigan Agency is a fully independent insurance agency with access to some of the top insurance carriers in the region, and we offer a full host of insurance products to help protect our customers' personal and business insurance needs. As a graduate of East Carolina University, I am passionate about taking care of my fellow pirates. So give the Gavigan Agency a call today at 252-756-1400 and let them show you the benefits of doing business with someone who cares. 
Pirate fans, the 2022 football season is going to be one for the record books. East Carolina is coming off a seven-win bowl season, and 2022 is shaping up to be even better. The Pirates need you to pack Daddy Ficklin Stadium this fall with a great home slate that includes in-state rival North Carolina State. The American Conference schedule features home games against UCF, Memphis, Houston, and Navy. Season tickets are on sale for as low as $125. Get your tickets today by visiting ecupirates.com. Chico's in downtown Greenville is celebrating 39 years in business all month during March with a special anniversary menu. Grab your amigos and enjoy blasts from the past menu favorites like Cancun oysters, chili dog, costillas, and the pollo limon. The celebration doesn't stop with your favorite Mexican food. Drop in for one of those famous Chico's margaritas in the bar or outside on the patio. Hurry in. The celebration menu ends March 31st. Chico's, where the fiesta never ends. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. So, The Athletic has a report out. I mean, we knew the thing with Urban Meyer wasn't going to work, right, Ben? We, we sat here and talked about it last year. He kicked his, gonna kickers, work. his own kicker's leg. Well, I mean, outside of that, we just... We didn't even need to know that. No, it wasn't going to work. I mean, like this time last year, we're sitting here and we're saying, this ain't going to work, right? They brought in Tebow gonna, at training camp and had him taking first-team reps at tight end. We, we lived it all. We know, Ben. But, I mean, did we not say it wasn't going to work? That's what I'm yeah, I, That's what we, I'm asking. Yeah, we both said it wasn't going to work. All right. Okay. So, according to The Athletic, Meyer was unfamiliar with Aaron Donald. Who, who's this 99 guy on the Rams? I'm hearing he might be a problem for us. Jeez. I mean, Aaron Donald's one of the few guys that's played less than 10 years in the NFL, and if he retired tomorrow, would have a case to be yeah, a first-round Hall of Famer. Yeah. Three-time defensive player of the year. I mean, what is he doing? I mean, even if you don't, like, watch football, if you're somewhere in the football field, whether it's college or high school, you know who Aaron Donald is. Basically, Urban is just clueless that he just had more talent than everybody else in college. Is that it? That's yeah, what yeah. I'm I mean, that's all it yeah. is. He's a great recruiter, yeah. I guess. Let's do today's Pirate Report. And now, Patrick Johnson with today's Pirate Report on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates, 94.3 The Game. Uh, Mike Houston, Saturday, talked about the Pirates' Full pad practice, their first time this year in full pads uh, inside of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. All right, good morning in the stadium. Great weather. Uh, you know, big day today. Got uh, a, a large group of uh, sophomores and juniors on uh, on campus for junior day today. So uh, they got to see part of practice. Uh, what a scrimmage. Uh, although we did have a, a live two-minute drill there at the end. We had some live portions of practice. Uh, still only, only day four and our first day in full pads. So we're not, re- not quite ready for a full-blown scrimmage just yet. Uh, we'll have our first one next Saturday back in here. But uh, I'd say a good first week. Uh, a lot of positives. Um, a lot of things we've got to improve on, obviously. I mean, spring practice is kind of the way it goes, but it's uh, it's really good to have so many returning guys with experience up front on both sides of the football. And I think that's really where uh, you saw that uh, you know, stand out as far as just guys know how to play. So uh, excited about uh, our first week. 
All right, uh, let's hear from some of the players now. Coach and uh, Ben had the uh, Mike Houston comment in his update about Noah Henderson. This is uh, what Noah Henderson uh, had to uh, say when he was asked about how camp has been so far. I mean, we're going pretty good. We're just trying to improve by the day, trying to come together as a new online. You know, we lost a couple older guys, but we're just coming together as a as a whole and just living by our motto, 1% by the day. Did not play in uh, 10 of the Pirate games last year because of injury, so getting him back will be a big, uh, big boost to this Pirate offensive line. Henderson on being able to return to action after being injured last year. Uh, it really meant everything to me to get back on this field and just be with my team because sitting out for a year really hurt me, like mentally, physically. You know, it just felt like I, I became back myself getting back on the field and doing what I love to do. And he talked about how he embraces and is meshing with the transfers along the offensive line. I mean, first we just try to show them that this is a family, this is a brotherhood, everything we do is together. On the field, we're going to learn, we're going to play hard, we're going we're gonna to make each other better by the day. But first, we're, gonna show, we're, we're a brotherhood in that locker room, so none of that really matters first. And uh, this is corner Malik Fleming, uh, who gave us his perspective on how camp has been so far. Very hard. Like, we compete every day, no matter what we're doing. The motto is always 1% better. So we went 75 last year. The goal this year is to win the AAC championship. And he talked about who would uh, step up and take the uh, spot of uh, uh, left vacant in the secondary by uh, McMillan. Right now it's a battle. Everybody's stepping up. I'm, all, I'm ready to see my spot not safe. So I love my group. They're going to ball. Um, speaking about Jaquan McMillan there, did you know, Ben, he was a statistical NCAA champion, Jaquan McMillan? Did you know that? I did not. I know he had a very good year, but I didn't know he led in any statistical categories. I know he did yes. at some points during the season. Right. Passes defended per game, 1.8. I'm going to sound like an idiot because I work on a sports show, but what does that mean? Passes defended per game. If it's only if it's only 1.8. That means they threw his way very few times, and but he was such a shutdown guy that he I, – I, I, I'm not 100%. Who so knew that was a sta- – if it, you told me somebody was a statistical leader in NCAA football, here's what I would get really excited about, like passing, right? Passing yards. Sacks. Uh, touchdowns. Sacks. Interceptions. That's a good one, right? I get tackles, uh, punting average, field goals, points. So, so does he lead in least passes defended or most passes defended? Because I don't know, one point eight doesn't sound right. That, may, that might be how paltry the thing is. This makes no sense to me. I don't get it. <laughs> but that's what it says. I mean, you're right. No, I, I'm just. I'm here to tell you. I'm not here to tell you, Ben. I'm just here to tell you. Well, yeah, just do with that what you will, Part Nation. A lot will be done. A lot will be done. Um, if you have a chance to log on to Twitter, uh, first of all, if you're not following us on Twitter, you should. Um, and you should uh, you should come in and uh, go to at nine four three the game and give us a follow on the Twitter machine. You can like our our station page too, as well as on Facebook. We we got the uh, Insta still going, right? We're not 
We're not the all up in up. it like Insta's we have up. been. Insta's up. Insta's up. Uh, we got a. Uh, why don't we pin this to the top of the page here? I'm going to do that right now. Uh, and it's a pretty easy question. Do you prefer your Pop-Tarts hot or do you prefer your Pop-Tarts cold? Ben, who do you think's winning? What do you think's taking? We got a good amount of votes in this. It should, be, it should be cold. No, I don't no, no, think no, no, no. cold. Because the options are hot or not. So cold is not the well, not, right answer. Not. Right. Hot, 69.6%, brother. That's insane. And not 30.4%. Again, here's what I'm going to say. This is just me. If it's a icingless kind of Pop-Tart, just a pastry with the inside, I'd go hot. But if you got that kind of icy icing garbage on it, oh, that's no good hot. You burn yourself. I mean, chocolate's good hot, but the rest of it. Chocolate Pop-Tarts nah. just stink in general. The fudge ones, well, I don't see, like if you them. don't like them, why are you even voting in this? No, I love like Pop-Tarts. The chocolate ones stink. My mouth gets all... I don't know. It's just weird. I don't like the chocolate ones. You're weird. <laughs> I'm a weird All right. guy. All right. You are very weird. I can All right. Uh, thanks to Ben Byram. Thanks to Coach Godwin. We'll be back tomorrow, 5 o'clock until about 545. For the Patrick Johnson Shows, we'll lead you into ECU baseball coverage. Bye, everybody. Bye. Music for Miracles Radiothon is March 24th and 25th from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Call in your support to help sick and injured children being treated at James and Connie Maynard Children's Hospital at Vidant Medical Center. 100% of the money stays right here in eastern North Carolina to help sick and injured kids. Doctors, nurses, and all the staff help to make miracles happen for the tiniest of babies.